So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The big game is here and you can get in on all the action at betonline.ag. Tampa Bay, the first team in history to play for the title on their home field, is currently a three-and-a-half-point underdog to Kansas City, who is looking to be the first team in over two decades to win back-to-back championships. BetOnline has hundreds of props on the game, including game MVP, margin of victory, and even the length of the national anthem. It's always available online or on your mobile device. Visit BetOnline today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Check out the Hog Talk Podcast, the newest addition to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Find it on hitthatline.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of the Believe and Hit That Line Podcast Network. With us on the line is the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Shut there. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, highly questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard show Suey winner and a <laughs> former heptathlete at Cornell, Sarah Spain. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. Mr. Phil Elson, the voice of Razorback Baseball and the Ladybacks. Razorback Nation, welcome into episode number 162 of the Hog Talk Podcast alongside Porter Hayes. My name's Kyle Sutherland, and we got a bonus episode for you this week. Going to have Coach Mike Neighbors on, welcoming him back for, I think this is about the sixth or seventh time. And Coach, you guys, uh, man, I'll tell you, you know, I thought it was a big week or a big day to have you whenever y'all took down Baylor back in December, but you're coming off the best week possibly. I mean, I would say probably in women's basketball, Arkansas women's basketball history, Man, what what is it like right now? I know that you've had some time to soak it in, but as you have said, you know you're going to celebrate the good times as long as you can. What is it like right now? Well, it's it's been uh, nonstop, very relentless. Uh, that you know, the first day I didn't get any sleep because I was trying to return text messages as fast as I could, and you know how that goes when you return one, they re- reply back, and you go back and forth five or six times, and uh, that takes a little time. But I I try to personally respond to them all. I've still got a few to go. Uh, my goal is to get it done within a week. Uh, so I'm going to try to get that ready tomorrow, done tomorrow before we leave for Missouri. But yeah, great week with the UConn game, obviously, and the, uh, the stuff that, you know, came as about, came about because of that. And then the win over uh, Auburn back in league play on Sunday was a good one for us too. And then of course, you know, we find out the news that we got another baby on the way. So, uh, man, this week's going to be, uh, going to be tough to top sometime down the line. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. You know, when I found out all the news, how you gonna how you gonna fit all this in a top ten list? I mean, 2021 is gonna be stacked for January alone. So, yeah, yeah congratulations on everything. The win. Uh, me and Kyle were talking before the show, and I told him, and I've told you before, I've I've followed UConn since '96, and it's you walk into the arena and you see what you were talking about in the in before the the sweatsuits and the aura and Gino and you know the, the media pass that has UConn on it and 
for y'all to come out and play the way y'all did and Amber Ramirez, I mean, I know a lot of the attention went to Chelsea, but I mean, Amber had a coming out party for, she's been needing that for a couple of games. So yeah. just talk about how the players have been since then and, and their excitement. Uh, you know, they, they, they know the magnitude of it. You know, they've, they've been around and they've had friends that were recruited by UConn or went to UConn and Amber got a few letters from there, she said, but uh, you know, they, they knew the magnitude of it and that was why they wanted to play that game. Uh, and what I was so proud of them was for just wanting to play the game. You know, we've had a lot of close losses. We've had a rugged schedule. We've played about everybody in the top 10 that you, that we could play. Uh, and then when the opportunity arose for an open date, it wasn't, you know, hey, coach, go find somebody that, you know, we might can sure, surely beat easily and pay them to come in here. Let, let's see who we can get. And uh, we said, well, I said, well, what about UConn? And they said, yeah, absolutely get UConn. So it worked out great that they had an open date and we were able to do it. And then, like you said, the atmosphere that day, once it sold out, the crowd showed up and they were there. They were in the building. It wasn't just tickets given away. There were, there were people sitting in the end zones of the upper deck in Walton Arena for a women's game, which was awesome to see. Um, and like you said, you know, they come out, they've got the shirts that, you know, Kobe's daughter had sent them, uh, the quote, the extra, you know, they, it's just that what it is. They, they travel with an entourage. It's, a, it's an event when UConn is there. And for them to put all that behind them and show up and, and play, you mentioned Amber. Of course, you know, that, that kid's been battling a lot of stuff. She's had some family deaths and deaths in her family that no kid her age should have to deal with. and. Uh, for her to show up and continue to play like she did. And, you know, Taylor Thomas, too, she was plus 17 uh, during her minutes, which is almost impossible to do in a game you only win by three points. So lots of great. Uh, we needed it. We had those kids out with COVID and some coaches out with COVID. So when you wrap all that up and, and, and get a 90 to 87 win with it, that's just uh, – that's, that's a pretty uh, surreal day. Uh, and one that we won't let each other forget. We've got to put it on the back burner for now, but we'll bring it out and dust it off when we need to. Coach, talking about Taylor, I wanted to bring her up. I think we actually mentioned this the last time uh, that we had you on, but you can ask Porter. I think it's every week in our group chat that I'm talking about just what uh, she does to set up Destiny and Amber and, and Chelsea and everybody yeah. to, to, for the shooters that you have to do what they do. But I want to point out her, Jalen Mason, Grace Spangler, and Macy Weaver. Now, you talked about how they were some of the original ones when you got hired on and what they've been through compared to what this point was like now. What is that like as a coach? Now, I know it's great for all of your players, but for those yeah. four in particular, to see what they where the program was when you took it over to where it is now, what's that been like seeing seeing everything yeah. that they've been able to reap? You know, we'll start with Jalen because she was she was here, obviously recruited by the previous staff. Uh, like the the multitude of other kids, had the option of staying or leaving. She chose to stay, so she she was kind of that young kid in that group that. She, she had some questions, boy. I remember her coming in with her computer and she popped that laptop open and she started going down this list of questions about how things were going to be. And I felt like I was being recruited more than she was. Uh, but fortunately, you know, she saw what we were trying to get done. She understood how she could impact it, that it was going to be a, an ever-changing um, situation and landscape for her. Uh, and she stayed. Uh, you know, she had a chance to be a grad transfer and stayed. She had a, trans, a chance to transfer, but stayed. So just to see – and for her to have to miss that game is just so uh, – you know, she was one of the kids that got caught up in a false positive. So that really hurt to have her have to miss that game. But 
you know, then you talk about Gracie and May, uh, Mace, Macy and Grace, uh, both again recruited by the previous staff. Uh, when we got here, you know, sometimes new coaches as they come in, they you know, they try to clean the slate, uh, and I just didn't feel like that's the right way to do it. I didn't do it at Washington. Uh, I've never been a part of a staff that did that. So we sat down and, and told them, you know, what we needed from now and, and what the future would look like. And if we got like we wanted to get, obviously they would have to continue to really uh, have a role on our team. And they have had um, and have been here now four years. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to believe it's been four years for those guys. But to see how much they've improved and grown, um, it's, it's just been um, – you know, we'll remember those kids. They, they will certainly be part of that legacy we're leaving. And then you, you get Taylor, who, you know, she was still available. She was a high school, unrecruited. She hadn't – or unsigned, not unrecruited, but unsigned. Um, we're sitting there looking around at our roster. Everybody knows we're coming in. Well, you know, we get the call from former Lady Razorback coach Kit Kyle, who said, I've got a kid y'all need to look at. I, she's your style of kid. She runs, she jumps, she catches it. She's been playing alongside Kennedy Carter. She knows how to win. Um, Y'all take a look at her. And, man, it was two, uh, just a couple of clips in that I was like, man, if we can get this kid, uh, let's do it. I think she was going to go to North Texas uh, had we not called. So it worked out great. And then, you know, she gets in here and learns what her role was going to be her freshman, sophomore year, um, and then really embraced it last year and came back in phenomenal uh, condition just treated her body like a professional athlete and as a result you know won that spot out beat out Kiara Williams last year and then uh, this year is just like you said game in and game out does so many things in our offense to move the ball screen and space and then every night she's asked to go out and defend somebody giving up you know as many as six to eight inches and you know 70 to 100 pounds some nights so uh, she's a warrior a uh, great kid uh, going to be, uh, you know, she's going to have an opportunity to play overseas if she wants to, uh, I think, you know, and, and play basketball for a few years. Uh, but she's also a great student. She gave the commencement speech at our student-athlete graduation and uh, is always on the academic team. So uh, those four kids have been the foundation that you talked about. That Those have really been the foundation of what we've built. Coach, I wanted to mention something that Chelsea said after the game and she was talking about the crowd and then with COVID, you know, hurting some of the players and it, how it brought them together. How how important was it for a moment like that to really happen in a year like this where you're really searching for that bonding? You know, I remember when we had you earlier, they yeah. were struggling to kind of bond. So how you can kind of tell that moving forward in the Auburn game. So how has that meant? Well, it, it galvanizes you. You know, it, it becomes that mortar that makes you stick together when, you know, we've been – doing a lot of right things, but you just don't get those endorphin release with the win. You know, you play great against A&M and they, they make a great shot at the buzzer. You, you play great on the road against Georgia and they make a tough shot at the buzzer. Um, it's games like that where you win and you get a moment to celebrate. And You know, we had a couple of highlight videos going around. And um, when you see those things, it just really galvanizes, it sticks you together, uh, makes it worth it that all those tough times that we've been through uh, to, to be able to feel, um, you know, what a victory feels like in a game like that. 
Coach, and speaking of Chelsea, just the you, you told us whenever we had you on at the beginning of November, or I guess right before or mid-November, right before the season started, that you know she's in the best shape that she's been, and she has just been unbelievable this year. You've had a number one overall pick in your career, Kelsey Plum, who is on your staff right now. Yep. What what are some similarities now? Now Chelsea, I'm not saying she's going to be number one, but it's looking like she's definitely going to be around a top ten right now. I mean, she her draft stock has really soared up. Is there any similarities that you see from maybe Kelsey's season that before she became the number one overall draft pick to what Chelsea is doing right now? Yeah, the thing I would tell you is they can both shoot the three, get to the foul line, and score at the rim. They they have a paint game, an arc game, and a free throw game. Uh, they did it from different positions and in different ways, but. You know, that's, that's the three things. And then, then Kelsey and Chelsea both, uh, during their junior years, added, be, became pretty good defenders. You know, Chelsea is one of our better on-ball defenders. She really does a good job defending. Again, a lot of, a lot of times the player that's a little bit bigger than her, she's added some rebounding uh, to her game. But uh, they, they both had continued um, growth. You know, it was a steady – um, improvement in lots of areas. And then the last thing I would tell you is late in their careers, they both became great teammates. Uh, I think both of those kids would sit down and tell you early on in their career that might, they didn't really know how to be. It wasn't that they were bad teammates. They just really didn't know how to be great teammates. And in the sophomore, junior, senior years uh, really showed a lot of maturity for, all th- uh, for both of those kids. And, and I know Kelsey's been a lot of help talking to Chelsea, saying things to her, you know, that, that even if I did say, I don't have quite the same impact. You know, Chelsea, hearing it from Plum, I'm going to start calling her Plum to, to, to uh, eliminate any confusion. <laughs> Dungy talking to Plum conversation has a, low, a whole lot more impact than, than me or one of the other coaches trying to talk to her because Plum's been through it and is going through it. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Chelsea. Uh, so much of the draft number depends on what the teams need. Sure. So incredibly hard to make a WNBA team. You know, last year there was a lot of confusion. I'll give you this story. You know, a lot of story, a lot of words started going around about Alexis Tolfrey, you know, showing up as a, the number 28 selection for the, for the WNBA draft. Well, people just assume that meant you get picked because they didn't realize there's only 12 teams. There's only 12 first-round draft picks and only 36 overall. So it's, a, it's an honor, and it's incredibly hard to even get drafted and then even harder to make a team. But uh, the, the performance against UConn, there's all, that's always a measuring stick for a lot of the WNBA evaluators because, you know, there's a lot of kids in the WNBA that play at UConn. So, you know, uh, send that game film in, and you don't even need to clip it. Just, hey, watch the whole game. Uh, or just listen to Gino. Just listen to Gino's comments after the game, and I, I think you can see that there's there's certainly going to be an opportunity for her to pursue that. Uh, and then it's going to be a matter of you know the team making sure they they make a, the right pick for they need, uh, and then her go in and, and show that she knows how to be a pro. Yeah, it doesn't hurt when you know you got Skylar Diggins, you know, tweeting and following the game. I mean, I, I just go back and just following the game and. How much does that mean like you're getting the WNBA exposure? You're not getting like SEC exposure. Like y'all really set the nation on fire and there was a lot of – y'all have a lot of new fans. I've seen a lot of uh, quotes and tweets that said, hey, I've become an Arkansas fan as of five minutes ago. So when you yeah. y'all set the nation on fire, that had to mean a lot to the whole program. 
It did, you know, and that was, you know, that was, again, a validation of why I moved the game to 4 o'clock. You know, you move it to – and then it ended up going to 5, but just having the flexibility to to make sure that that eyes were on, uh, you know, the the compliments about Fayetteville and the university and our team and style of play, all those things uh, have a compounding effect that affect recruiting, that affect marketing for our kids at – you know, not only the pro jobs, but just, you know, uh, branding opportunities uh, for these kids as this name, likeness, and image comes in. Um, I, I don't think we can ever probably put a value on, on what, you know, that exposure does. Um, but it just makes you feel good. You know, it, it, you walk around with a little extra step in your step because, uh, again, it's validation that uh, that what you're doing can can put you up against – you know, arguably the best team, one of the best programs to ever play women's basketball uh, and and be competitive with them. So then, you know, you put that together with what's been going on all year uh, and the way they've been handling the COVID and the way um, they've balanced all that stuff out. It just it amazes me how resilient they are. With America- Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for you. It's different for me. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity to win. Just like Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go, every day giftable, every day fun. The new lucky number Scratcher from the Virginia Lottery. 32 chances to win $500,000 plus four bonus games. Stop by your closest retailer and check it out. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com. American National, you get a dedicated agent who will help you make well-informed decisions about protecting your lifestyle. Call us today for a free review of your commercial, home, and auto policies, or to learn more about our customizable farm and ranch insurance. Let the Atkins Agency be your agency of choice. You can visit us on the web at theatkinsagency.com. Call us at 501-428-0877 or connect with us through Facebook. Go Hogs! Located in Fayetteville, Rapology is your top spot for banners, signs, and wraps. From commercial fleet wraps, color changes, vinyl decals, and much more, they take care of you in a timely and professional manner. Call Rapology today at 479-368-6490. Again, that's 479-368-6490. The Hawk Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handyman. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. 9336. Coach, and I've been so dying to ask you this question. We're going to switch gears oh. here, but are you a video game guy? I know you're a music guy. I know you're a movie guy. Are you a video game guy? I, I'm not big on the current ones. Like, I don't like I, a PS5 didn't, it, it, that, that doesn't do anything for me. But um, yeah, I'm a video game, Nintendo original arcade game guy. Got a little arcade upstairs. My son and I actually were just playing Centipede a minute ago before we called. So I do love video games, um, and but I'm not into the role play stuff, and I'm not into the some of the. I wouldn't call myself a gamer, 
but I do like video games. Well, because so. I was, I, was, I had to ask you about. Well, I was going to ask you about the NC, the new NCAA game. You know, as we're recording the day at the day before this, everybody's talking about it. You know, we haven't had it yeah. since the two thousand. So Brett Bielema's first year at Arkansas was the last season okay. that we had okay. this, and everybody's talking about. It. So I just, I we we talked with you about movies. We've talked with you about music. I just wasn't sure where you're at, but it's it's what's one of those newer ones. So might not be one that you're it. into. If it can beat Tecmo Bowl, I'm all in. But to me. Uh, Tecmo Bowl ended it for all games. I, I played that game for hours upon hours upon hours, and I still think the graphics are just fine. I don't. <laughs> I don't need seventy-four plays. Give me pitch sweep left for Bo Jackson, and yep. uh, you know you're going to have a hard time beating us. But now yeah, I saw that where it came out. I've never been good enough to operate the Madden or the college football, but I know there's a lot of excitement around it. Uh, I'm just glad there's a sports game. It has some excitement about it because uh, my son plays all the Call of Duties and uh, uh, Grand Thefts and uh, Far Cries. He's really into all that. and I like the sports games, um, but I- I'm not into it. But I-, I am anxious to see who's on the cover of it. Isn't that the one that it's a big deal to who shows up on the cover? Yeah, you know, Darren McFadden was at this at the time when DMAC was on it, they had a different one for PS2. I think he was on the Xbox 360. Okay. Jared Zabransky, okay. who was the quarterback at Boise State yeah. that, that ran the yeah. Statue of Liberty play. So they had oh, yeah. those different ones. But yeah, okay. of course, Joe Burrow tweeted out that he had always dreamed of being on it. I would imagine they would probably do something for him with the historic yeah. season that he had. But I, I got to agree, man. You know, Nick Saban probably has to have some kind of spot on there with what he was able to do when in the seventh national title. But I, it, yeah. pains, it pains me to say that, but you got to recognize yeah. real. Probably, probably no doubt about it. I just, wasn't there some kind of curse? Was that the curse? That, that was the Madden, Madden curse. Madden. Oh, that was Madden. Okay. Well, like whoever, whoever was on the cover got hurt that year or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like a thing. Yeah. It was either hurt or something to just, they either had a bad yeah. year. Yeah. It was for yeah. all those years. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I saw that. Got and it, going back to video games, I, I just saw a, a tweet out the other day that uh, Tecmo Bowl. It's the, like the 30 year anniversary of that. I, I remember my GPA took a big hit. Uh, it came out, I think, on February 2nd, '89, um, and it from that time from that time on, our Nintendo didn't have anything else in it but Tecmo Bowl and RBI Baseball. RBI Baseball is the best. Yep, yep, yeah. The, and have you? I got to ask you too. Have you seen the little things with Denzel and Jared Leto? I, I'm on the fence of whether I'm going to watch it because the Rotten Tomatoes it's got a 5.6 out of 10, but it's like yeah. all the personal reviews on Facebook. It's like it's great and it's not. But I love yeah. Denzel, so I got to give it a shot. Yeah, I will. I, I still can't get into buying a movie to watch at home for more than five or six dollars to rent. I, I think it's like twenty bucks or so. Uh, am I wrong, or can I get it for less than that? Am I? I don't. Know. I'm just saying. I know how much it is on Directv. You know, it's yeah. five ninety nine. I just. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I need to. I got Directv. I can get on there. Uh, I have become way more of a series watcher. I, I will watch it. I, there's several that I want to see. I usually wait for them to get to Netflix, but uh, I have heard of it. I want to see that and the News of the World, the new Tom Hanks movie. Uh, I've been dying to see both of those, so um, I, I need to put it on my list. Yeah, if you want a nice creepy one, I told you about that run. If you want a, a, a freak yeah. out, unexpected man, I don't, I don't do spoilers. Yeah, but it's one of them that if you okay, you want to watch it, and then you mentioned Ted Lasso on Apple oh. TV, so I gotta, I gotta get on that. 
you got to get on Ted Lasso. It's it is for sports fans and just anybody in general. But I think think people that understand sports and coaching and a team environment would really uh, can really appreciate the way that's written, acted, and uh, and delivered. It's it's one season only already, uh, but I can't wait for season two. Well, I've still got some books that now, now that we're getting to close to the end. Of, I know that basketball's got a little bit longer, but you know, football kept me tied down covering high school, and now I'm covering high school basketball. Plus, all of this, I'm going to have to once this, all this is over. Baseball doesn't keep me quite as busy, so I'll probably have to get an email list from you, some new series to start because I've got HBO now, man. I've got HBO now. We're yeah. uh, we're, we're splitting, so I pay for the HBO. The girlfriend plays for the Netflix, and so we figured out some kind of thing where we we cut the cord and all that good stuff. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, not to brag, but when you work for a, a sad, certain satellite company that we mentioned before, I kind of get a, a lot of the perks. Or is, he's always got to throw in that flex every time. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We got you loud and clear. HBO Go, HBO Max, all that. Oh, yeah, you, you, you should be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, we'll close out here pretty soon. We'll let you get to what you're doing. I know you've uh, been talking with a lot of people about all this stuff. But, man, you know, we we did an entire episode uh, talking about, you know, Coach Pittman and what he had mentioned about what it means – uh, I know that yeah. he's not an actual Arkansan, but he basically is growing up really close to the state and his love for the Razorbacks before he was the coach there. And then we talked about this being your dream job many other times. But he, there was a video that came out from Arkansas football and talked about, you know, he was he was celebrating your team and just showing, hey, we all wear the same Razorback. Look how hard these ladies have been working. Look at what they've accomplished. Why can't we do this? Baseball for the longest time has set the uh, coach Van Horn with what he's been able to do has really set the standard for Razorback athletics. But your team is is the next one to be doing that. I, and I know that you know it's regular season right now, but you know what? You beat the you beat two five, top five teams. Nobody has that to their credit. Again, a team of calibers that Baylor and UConn has. What does that mean to you to be able to know that? To know your girls have put in all this work that have really began to be another Razorback team to set the standard of what the athletics should be there. Yeah, it, it feels good. It's a, an honor and a privilege to be mentioned with those names uh, when people are talking. But, uh, you know, when I, when I look at, when I, when I go into a head coaches meeting and I see coach Harder and coach Buckman and Colby and uh, Shauna Estes and uh, everybody that, and now Jordan, we've got a gold medal winner in there. Uh, I still kind of feel like the chump. I promise you, because everybody's so, uh, so accomplished. And then for Coach Pittman to do that, uh, that all got back to us. And our, our girls were very, very moved by it. And like I said, if, if I think I said in a, an interview someplace, if we can help them get one first down next year, it'll be worth it. You know, I, I'm such a fan of, of, of Coach Pittman and how he's gone about doing it. And I tell people all the time, you don't have to be from Arkansas to love the Razorbacks. Um, you know, it, it, uh, just because you're born here doesn't mean it's automatic. You, you develop it uh, through either going to the games or having somebody in your life that was uh, tied to the games. And that was for me with my grandparents and, and my family. So hopefully that continues to get passed down. But uh, I, I know Coach, the way Coach Pittman's going about doing it. Uh, I've been around him just enough. But more importantly, how his, his players treat our players in the training room in there when they're at the food, uh, where we eat at the Jones Center. Um, he's just done a great job with all that. And it, we all know that as football goes, it, it raises the profile of our university and it helps us all. And coming out of COVID, uh, I, I hope we're able to pack that stadium out for him next year so he gets a chance to 
uh, since what it's like. And, and I think with all his seniors coming back, man, that's just a testament. That shows you right there uh, that that group of kids wants to come back and play for him and his staff. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get um, the, the, uh, the football stadium, I'm drawing a blank, Don W. Reynolds full uh, for those guys next year. Well, Coach, I just I just want to say I'm proud of, you know, the exposure all the women's sports are getting. Yeah. Are. I mean, you got so much success. And we were talking, me and a media member at the UConn game, he was like, we we're talking about how many people was at the UConn game, but yet we've been there when there was only like two or three. And, you know, it was kind of like, well, wish they would show up. To So on the way home, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, we can't think like that, you know, because right. – it's those games that you win like that, that draws more people in and it's going to get more people to come to the Auburn game and the, yep. and the regular season game. So it's like you get a little at, at first when you start covering, you get a little bitterness like, hey, I was there at the, <laughs> the city game, yep. you know, university. But then now they want to come. So I just wanted to add that, like the exposure that all the women's sports is getting. It's, it's one of a kind because I don't know of really – any college that has this many successful women's programs. And I think the attendance is just going to keep going up from here. I, I agree. It's, you know, today's national women's and girls in sports day. So it's a great day to celebrate it and honor it. And, um, you know, you look at what Courtney Steinbach's doing with our tennis program. I think they're four and O right now. And like I say, everybody else, when I got here, when we walked in that head coach's meeting and, and Hunter was, rattling off all the rankings of everybody. I was kind of looking around going, uh, the only one he didn't mention was us. Uh, so uh, what are we, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're ranked number one, they're ranked number three, they're ranked number two, they're ranked number 11, you know, like, wow. But it just, uh, you know, it's that old adage that, you know, that, that uh, once somebody starts doing well, everybody just catches on. It does become contagious. Uh, it changes in the locker rooms. It changes in the, training rooms, the training tables, and um, it's a fun – it's a really fun group. It's a genuine group. We have a, a little thread that goes around after big games. And I've been at six different universities, and that's rare. Uh, it might be a couple of your coaches. It might be a couple of sports. But every other campus I've been on, man, you had people pulling against you. You had people that didn't want you to be good. Because, it, you know, it, it was a bad light on theirs. And that's just not the case here. Uh and I think that starts with Hunter and his uh, executive staff, and it uh, it trickles down to all of us, all the way down to our players and uh, into our ticket office and into our spirit squads and down to DJ Derek and and y'all in the media. That's you DJ. Know, it, it just it just trickles down to where you know I say that all the time. I say we we got some pretty good teams around here, but none of us got DJ Derek. He gets called to every SEC sporting event. He is the guy. He is the we got the best DJ in the SEC too, mm -hmm. so um, that's that's how it is right now on campus. It's a cool place to be, a cool time to be there, uh, but it, it does it makes you want to make that extra recruiting call or watch that extra film or put in that last rep because uh, you know everybody's out there watching. We had a great video shot of of Moses Moody and Desi Seals and Devo and Jalen Williams at our game. It was shot from behind them. And they're celebrating the end of our UConn game like they had just beaten the number three or four team in the country. Uh, and that's just stuff. They didn't even know they were on video. They didn't know they were being videoed. It was genuine. And, uh, you know, the, the support that y'all give us, the – hey, I, my first press conference had two people out there, and they, it was the, it, they had to be there. 
you know, and, and now it's, even though we're doing it via Zoom, um, the number of, of people that are following us is amazing and puts a lot of little eyes on us. Y'all seen those videos of those little girls down in, um, in, the, in, in the Alma of Ambier and Fort Smith area that are, uh, you know, wearing the jerseys of our players and acting them out, um, imitating them. That, that just that shows you there's a lot of people that are following our, and are impacted. Well, Coach, it's always an honor to talk with you again. You know, can't say enough yeah. about what you, you guys have done, and it's just been a pleasure watching you. And, uh, you know, head to the last month of the season here and, uh, yep. you know, wish you nothing but the best, of course, and uh, hopefully we'll chop it up again soon. Yeah, I hope we get to have a cool wrap-up here at the end. Yeah, yes, no sir. doubt. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. All right. Well, that will do it, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. And my name is Kyle Sutherland for Porter Hayes and Coach Mike Neighbors. We will catch you next time. Hi, boys. Good job. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.